Today on the SciFox podcast, we have Guojun Chen. He's our lead process scientist. Guojun is a man of too many talents to list, expert in biochips with a long career uh, that we'll get to hear about. And he also develops the deep surface chemistry that's required to make them work. So this is going to be an exciting one. So welcome to the SciFox podcast, Guojun. Thank you. Um, so we'll just start off with uh, your just your some life history. Uh, so maybe you can tell us, uh, you know, where you were born, uh, kind of what, where you went to school and why, and uh, mm-hmm. just briefly uh, how you ended up in America. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, um, I was born in China, and uh, which is. Uh, uh, province very very close to Shanghai. Probably that's the place most uh, people will know in America. <laughs> so, but uh, I was born in a very little town, and uh, it's uh, more close to nature, and uh, it's a very beautiful. There's a big river. Uh, we can do a lot of fishing and do a lot of uh, outside, outdoor like activity over there. So. And uh, I think uh, somehow, like, you know, as a, uh, after college, you know, straight, I jumped straight to college time. Mean, it's, uh, you know, um, I was majoring in like a chemical engineer. And uh, of course, you know, back in my time, uh, in most of the scenario, uh, the major is not a, uh, chosen by uh, kids yourself it's by parents so uh, uh, I I doing well in chemical engineer uh, doing well in chemistry uh, but uh, uh, my inside passion is always in in electronic uh, mechanics so uh, that's why after college actually uh, actually master degree like uh, I join uh, join a electronic company uh, in in Beijing and uh, doing a lot of electronic things and basically set up uh, like uh, uh, electronic device which is uh, uh, which is a fundamental to modern like uh, communication world and uh, it's a frequency control source and. Uh, that time I'm doing a lot of uh, things related to mechanical and uh, also doing uh, some basically uh, electronic uh, circuit layout, these kind of things. And uh, a f- couple years, I, uh, my wife and I think uh, uh, Beijing is uh, at that time, uh, China is uh, really crowded and uh, crowded. That's why that's one of the major motivation for us uh, to move to US. Uh, take a look. So, so I know uh, I happen to know the story about how you met your wife, and I think uh, it's mm. it's like an amazing story. So maybe if mm. if you're willing to tell the story, yeah. uh, how did you meet your wife? Yeah, we, we you know it's uh, we are uh, 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 we basically get to know each other and uh, uh, through internet and. Uh, and uh, it's uh, 
Uh, actually, we are kind of lucky. Uh, that's a booming uh, age of uh, uh, in- internet communication. And uh, so this was early chat room days, right? And absolutely. you met from completely different cities, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, most people don't don't have a computer yet. Right, and, right, uh, right. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we 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 are in graduate school, and uh, uh, everyone have internet, and. Uh, have a computer, so uh, since we working uh, pretty late schedule, so have some time. Sometimes just uh, hanging on internet uh, and uh, you know chatting with each other, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So the internet was like back then was a little bit like a small club. It is. There's not that many people on it. It is. Yeah, yeah. that's it's interesting. A- only like uh, actually the internet at time in China it's a basically all uh, all college have a, a, mm. a somehow called internet something college have a one internet and the public have one internet so ah, interesting so we, we we can you know communicate <laughs> relatively easier you know so you for several years I guess were chatting and then. I forget. One of you got a job in the other one's city or something like this, right? Yeah, yeah. I come to Beijing, uh, get a job. Ah, okay, and, okay. Uh, actually, before I come to, uh, uh, before the job, actually, even interesting, I'm um, uh, actually like uh, um, taking some, uh, took some like uh, 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 basically admin admission uh, exam for PhD program in in different uh, in hmm. in that city in uh, in the same school and uh, which is a major in uh, uh, medicinal chemistry. Oh, so, okay, interesting. Uh, I I got the I got the admission, but uh, I didn't take that because uh, uh, it's a uh, uh, quite uh, expensive and, hmm. uh, to get into the uh, program and. Uh, I don't want to pay that. Uh, that's why, like, uh, that's why later on, like, uh, we think maybe just come to US. Uh, they pay a little bit uh, things and uh, cover hmm. your uh, cover your living expense. And so okay, so that that's a good segue into uh, where did you originally land in America, yeah. and what was your experience with America when you first got here? Uh, my experience of uh, okay, that's a story. I, my experience of America, my first uh, uh, impression is uh, a lot of system is running in very efficient way, including food. So the fooding is like I think uh, I don't know when most people agree on our food. Uh, it's a kind of a uh, uh, slow. Uh, supposed to be a slow, in, in, in my recognition, slow and enjoyable, uh, very long process. Uh, but uh, come to America, like the first things I get into is uh, some fast food, right? That's uh, basically I eat one meal. Basically, I don't feel hungry for uh, one half day. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of cheese inside and meat and uh, it's really like uh, that's why I feel oh wow so efficient <laughs> you know that's very funny yeah <laughs> yeah I think over time you get used to it and it becomes you can actually eat a lot of it but yeah, yeah at the beginning it's it is efficient at the beginning <laughs> yeah it is and uh, another side story is uh, you know uh, I come to America to be very thin, skinny, and uh, I think after maybe like a half year, I gained like 50 pounds and uh, never 
getting back. But you got bigger, right? You got muscular, basically. Uh, from yes, this. That, that's, that's very, very true. Interesting. Very true. Uh, yeah, it is. That is interesting. Uh, that seems to happen to people like Europeans also when they come to America. Some mm-hmm. of them, um, but mostly they usually get fat. So actually, you 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 had a better outcome mm-hmm. than average. Uh, so you you landed initially in Atlanta, right? Atlanta. So you were at Georgia Tech. I mean, like the uh, University of Georgia. Okay, and what what were you working on? Uh, I'm working on basically, actually, it's a falling into a field called biophysics field. Okay. Uh, called single molecular biophysics, and uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, quite a motivation for uh, for people uh, because uh, uh, as we know. A lot of time when we measure all these, uh, um, uh, especially the interaction, biomolecular interaction, uh, uh, is existing most of dominantly existing method is measure of bulk behavior, uh, mm-hmm. which means, for example, the KD, KO, KO. It's actually it's a, a in, in bulk behavior. It's, it's an like average. an average across. Yeah, yeah, average value. So in single molecule biophysics, which what the interesting is to how to uh, uh, basically uh, surrogate, go deep and uh, see what's the population showing up in a very high and. Uh, uh, in single bio, single molecular biophysics field, there's no like uh, say average uh, KD concept. You can happen to uh, a lot of uh, case, even very weak uh, interaction biomolecule showing very strong. Uh, binding force. Oh, really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's all about the population, and uh, uh, it's a uh, literally uh, either like a Gaussian distribution. Some of the interaction in Gaussian distribution, some of it's a completely different distribution. And you were using an atomic force microscope. Yes. Right. So you were functionalizing an atomic force microscope with antibodies or antigens yeah. and probing the partner protein. Uh, antibody antigen is one of the, uh, definitely one of the standard interaction. And uh, 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 we are probing uh, aptamer. Uh, we are using unzipping, basically, the protein, hmm. uh, which means unfolding the protein. See, like stretching it basically yeah. so atta- how do you do that is it attached to the surface and to the probe something yeah. like this yeah basically you fix two end like a spring you fix at uh, to fix end and uh, you stretch a spring and the uh, protein just behavior like a spring they will show up uh, same behavior uh, uh, as spring initially in uh, in uh, basically um I would say in um, like Hooke's law type behavior. Yeah, you can see Hooke's law in uh, in uh, like uh, there's a you know two region right. Uh, one is uh, completely uh, recoverable, reversible. One is a damping effect kicking mm. in. So you can see two two different uh, region showing up. What was the AFM tool that you used when you first started working on this? Was it a Bruker or something else? So the first tools I work on actually is uh, 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 come from called Somo, which is uh, uh, the 
right now the giant biotech, right? A thermal fish. Yeah, thermal fish. Thermal fish actually start with a very small division uh, making FM, they call thermal. Mm. Then later on, they uh, acquire uh, you know near like the twenty years, like growing up uh, super big and. Uh, that's that's the first FM I used, and uh, and after doing this work, eventually you actually ended up working for for a time. You worked at Bruker, the company that's like the leading AFM company today. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you actually get to translate some of the research you were doing in, in Georgia? to your work at Bruker? Like, was it helpful at all? I think uh, um, uh, two different, uh, it's a completely two different uh, thinking uh, um, ideology. Uh, in, uh, I feel like in, uh, in my PhD program, it definitely get us to see a lot of different fields, uh, in, mm. in particular, like a uh, biology field, which is uh, a biochemistry field, is a relative uh, uh, new to me at that time. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think uh, that's the, the PhD program definitely uh, provide an opportunity to get access to all these different fields because in the campus there's a lot of uh, different research groups uh, overlap and uh, we collaborate with each other and provide all, lots of opportunity. But uh, from purely instrumentation point of view, um, I feel uh, uh, all from signal processing or uh, interpretation of signal, I feel uh, I get a really understand FM until I join uh, Bruker. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So you got to go much deeper into, into um, the issue. Much, much deeper. And uh, I think uh, uh, this is uh, one of those uh, things. A lot of uh, it's happening in a lot of group. Uh, maybe a lot of group uh, basically it's more application oriented. Yeah. It's like uh, you apply a different system on this particular instrument, and you characterize particular. You focus it's uh, you, the, the the subject you study and not not the other instrument. instrument itself. What is something that people don't know about AFM? Like typically, AFM users don't know. That's that's what's an interesting AFM mm-hmm. kind of fact or idea uh, that typical users aren't aware of. Typical user uh, is uh, not aware is uh, uh, FM is a really d- delicate uh, uh, technique, and uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, artifact, and uh, uh, you need to be well understand the physics behind and the electronics behind. Then you can interpret that uh, signal very well. Otherwise, you go into interpret as. Uh, as a biology behavior, then like you see what you want to see. Yeah, basically, basically that will be completely uh, uh, misleading information. So uh, uh, that's why you know this is the field. Uh, I feel like uh, oh oh my god, all my publication is is wholly uh, uh, wholly. Uh, it's really bad. I'm, uh-huh. I don't want to look back and uh, to see these things. If I, you know, uh, if I have that uh, knowledge about the instrument itself, hmm. uh, uh, I would say I, I will definitely doing uh, uh, much better. And uh, um, yeah, luckily I the broker is a is a very uh, very rewarding uh, experience for me. 
and uh, you know over there I'm, I basically I got a chance to start from very scratch stage everything and uh, even single piece of drive and mm. uh, to start everything and understand all these uh, fundamental uh, limitation of electronics uh, the material itself uh, all these things so it's uh, uh it's very very interesting. Uh, you know, by the way, the book is uh you know, all the modern uh, I would say uh, all the modern uh, FM imaging technique is all uh, original from Booker actually. Mm. Uh, tapping mode and although in current market you, you will see a lot of derivative of tapping mode, but uh, tapping mode original from Booker. Oh, interesting. And. Uh, uh, later on, they call peak peak force tapping mode. What's the advantage of tapping mode over uh, normal? So normal is just contact mode. Yeah, it's you have the needle and you're dragging it over the substrate, yeah. and you see some deformation in the needle, yeah. and you assume that that's the z height of the substrate changing. Yeah. What's tapping mode? What's the difference between tapping uh, mode? And, you know, and just by name, you will know, right? Contact mode means you uh, your your needle or probe is one hundred percent. Uh, engage with surface so they can cause scratching damaging to uh, soft material especially and the tip can wear out also the tip, tip can be wear out too yeah. and uh, you need to be very good at uh, really good in the PID control mm. to uh, to optimize that but don't get it wrong the, uh, uh, contact mode as actually is, can probably provide the most uh, uh, most of revolution out, and uh, because oh, so the resolution is the best, because it's tapping mode, or because it's a contact mode. Right? So what do you tapping. get with tapping mode? It's just easier to get a tapping, decent result, yeah. basically. Tapping mode is basically it's a specially designed for polymer field and uh, a biology field because you need something have gentle touch uh-huh. and not a. I would uh, using uh, electro field, uh, electronic field. Uh, you say you can think about the contact mode as a one hundred percent duty cycle, and mm. tapping mode maybe like uh, 10, 20 percent. So it's 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 not a constant contact with the surface. So. Um, okay, so skipping ahead, uh, you worked in several gene sequencing companies yeah. uh, leading up to QuantumSci, where you did both gene sequencing and protein sequencing. Um, maybe big picture, like what happened in gene sequencing during the time you've been working in it? So you've been working gene sequencing, I guess, for like a decade mm. before SciFox. What, uh, what was that decade like? What are the things, what's the most interesting kind of developments mm. in, in the space? I think uh, for DNA sequencing, uh, what's uh, astonishing to me is, uh, you know, the new technique, uh, new technology really uh, uh, driving the cost of gene sequencing down and uh, make uh, more accessible for normal people, uh, the general people, uh, like us and uh, you can make make that more affordable and uh, the data quality also good you know as good as uh, the original single smasher what's the reason that the cost dropped so much like what what's the main innovation main motivation uh, uh, innovation actually is because of uh, DNA microarray and uh, the 
and uh, for, that's for format basically the platform uh, uh, advanced and uh, from chemistry point of view uh, I think uh, there's you know in nuclear acid chemistry there's making tons of uh, uh, Advance and uh, because of a uh, new acid, just like uh, uh, Russian, uh, you know, DNA, RNA uh, uh, vaccine, because people know the new acid chemistry very well mm. and uh, know how to maneuver uh, the behavior. So you. You, you have a lot of experience with uh, surface chemistry mm-hmm. and kind of the interfaces for sequencing. What's the what are, like what are the challenges that were overcome in surface chemistry to make it possible? Mm, yeah, ch- you know, the surface chemistry is kind of a uh, you know uh, um, very uh, merging field. Like uh, you know. Uh, not only require you know the chemistry, actually require you to know the uh, surface phys- physics. Uh, uh, a lot of challenge come to like uh, you know basically uh, you know uh, because of its surface uh, um, the. The characterization is uh, super challenge uh, because of the low mildew of uh, uh, chemical trace on surface. Uh, all the modern chemistry uh, chemical chemistry instrument is doesn't apply to that, and uh, um, there's a lot of uh, um, behavior which is con- not only controlled by chemistry and also controlled by. Uh, uh, material itself. Uh, you, you can just imagine a surface, right? A surface uh, for bulk material in tight, inside the bulk material, all the uh, all, uh, atom grid or lattice is con- consecutive, continuous. But suddenly up to surface, it's breaking. The lattice is not a uh, full, maybe half, maybe something let's create a lot of uh, basically uh, different energy density uh, associated uh, let's actually uh, really really deep uh, if you dig into deeper physics that's actually super interesting and uh, it's basically like a grain boundary but a huge yes. like a huge grain boundary yes or something of that flavor yes. yeah yes. Uh, even something even more intense yeah uh, and what, in terms of like, okay, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, what was the classic surface chemistry that people were using and how has that changed to today? I think, um, you know, the, the fundamental uh, chemistry is still there, uh, but uh, it's uh, basically a, a, a silent-based chemistry. And uh, for a lot of uh, um, uh, subject and uh, uh, you can... You can be that can be that particular type of chemistry can be used, but uh, in modern, uh, you know, uh, there's lots of different favorite uh, getting uh, developer include for difference uh, like a surface, uh, for example, metal side everything, and uh, you have like uh, uh, phosphate chemistry and uh, all. Uh, uh, also, you can do a lot of uh, surface grafting, and uh, that's 
is merging field between polymer science and uh, surface chemistry. And, so, and by that, you mean like building up a polymer on the surface? One of layer the, by one layer. One layer by layer polymer on the surface. Yes. It's uh, similar to MLD, which is a nice way of controlling uh, gas phase, but uh, uh, for a lot of work, uh, research work actually did in liquid phase. Like mm. uh, liquid phase, that's definitely provide a lot of advantage because you can uh, engage uh, lots of different uh, uh, chemical inside. Right, they don't have to evaporate. They don't yeah. have to be small enough to yeah. evaporate. Um, okay, and uh, yeah. So most recently, you were at Quantum Psi. Um, uh, yeah, maybe you can talk about like, what was your, just the really fast version of the story, I guess, because it's, it's a long, you know, mm-hmm. it can be in itself uh, to our discussion. Mm-hmm. But uh, when did you join Quantum Psy? What was the company like at the beginning? Uh, what was the experience like? And uh, at the point you left, where, where did you leave it? So uh, I joined uh, Quantum Psy in late uh, 2016. Uh, at that time, um, it's... Uh, um, 20, 30 people, uh, and uh, we actually start in, uh, in, in a residential house. Uh, it's still a residential house as a, a lab. It's uh, probably uh, in terms of the uh, physical condition, it's much worse than <laughs> what uh, we right now. And uh, uh, what uh, really fascinating to me um, and uh, Quantum Psy are really, um, you know, I happen to, uh, you know, uh, at that time we working um, a lot of long hours and uh, and I feel my surrounding is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, um, really, really uh, brilliant uh, guys and, uh, um, and uh, they, um, you know, basically be uh, be able to push in a technology from start from uh, very little and uh, to scale up and to be stabilized uh, to be uh, you know uh, really functional and uh, support both like uh, uh, the needs of DNA sequencing and uh, protein sequencing. Um, and so you were with Quantum Psy for how many years? Five years. And at, you left after the IPO. Uh, so, that's right. So basically, you guys went from really manual experiments mm-hmm. uh, late at night, trying to get some signal out of the sensor, yeah. all the way up to thousands of chips yeah. being produced regularly, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, okay, so that's a good segue into, you know, what do you do at SciFox? So what? Uh, mm-hmm. when did you join and uh, kind of what's your role here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Uh... After I left the QC, uh, the, the QC, quantum side, I you know basically uh, 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 working uh, a medium sized uh, biotech company, uh, uh, Meridian Bioscience, for a very short time, couple months. Um, I think uh, I'm lucky. Happened to Mike and. Uh, 
he uh, he introduced uh, uh, Cyfox, and uh, I feel uh, the work we did uh, and the technology is very exciting. And um, you know, I feel there's uh, 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 for this particular project, uh, this particular platform, uh, there's a lot of potential there. And uh, also, uh, personally, I like to be more active in uh, uh, technical work. So that's why, you know, I decided to, uh, uh, you know, left uh, Meridian Bioscience and uh, joined Cyfox. And uh, in Cyfox, and uh, uh, you know, um, overall, I. Uh, basically, I think I'd be responsible for the uh, for the uh, for the process, uh, which is cover a lot of things, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, I think basically uh, uh, right now, I think what uh, I uh, I uh, I actively working on is uh, uh, I think beyond. <laughs> Surface chemistry. I guess it's uh, uh, falling to chemistry and process. Basically, uh, it's uh, including all uh, you know, uh, um, design all uh, the chemistry stack and uh, um, build uh, some uh, hybrid biomolecule construction through. Conjugation, different uh, conjugation methodology, and uh, uh, in that way, it can um, you know increase or you know serve the purpose of uh, uh, performance boost. Yeah, I think one of the great things uh, about having you here over the last, I guess, eight months or so has been, um, or at this point, maybe even longer, but it's been a uh, you know, your really deep experience with different tools, because there's so many tools that go into building a biosensor uh, and every tool selection can basically you can live or die by each tool because uh, you need all of them to work in sequence. So the ability to choose the right tool and uh, know how to bring it up and everything has been really instrumental. Um yeah, I guess in terms of like day to day, what does a day look like for Guojun? Like, how do you spend a day at SciFox? Uh, I spend. Uh, uh, I think uh, at the beginning, I, I uh, because uh, you know at the beginning, I think uh, that uh, we are doing uh, all uh, uh, surface chemistry process very merrily, one by one, one by one, one by one. That's uh, basically occupying most of the day. Uh, I think uh, through a uh, couple months work, I, I, I'm pretty happy uh, what uh, the position we right now. And uh, it's, uh, I, I could say like uh, easily uh, one day, maybe if, you know, we run without stop, maybe a couple thousand easily. And uh, you know, as long as reaching another <laughs> so a couple thousand should not a big deal uh, from uh, uh, from from surface country process wise. And also, I'm happy to so uh, uh, you know uh, so some 
some technical improvement and uh, to easy um, a lot of people's uh, daily life. Yeah, I think one of the great things you bring is like you have you have an attitude of trying to uh, everything you touch, you try to simplify it and improve it for everyone else, like how it plugs into everybody else's work because you kind of sit in between your your activity is like a broad sphere that sits in between many uh, different like other teams. Um, okay, uh, it's time to do this raw shock test okay. uh, that we have planned uh, because we're coming up on the hour. So let me pull it up. All right. So basically, the way this works is um, I will show you an image, and uh, I guess I'll have to post this. Okay. Post these images alongside the podcast or something. But you have to choose multiple choice. Um, how's this going to work? I guess I will just give you my phone. Mm. Uh, and so you choose multiple choice, what these images look like to you. And then at the end, you will get some kind of score. It's a multi-choice or... Yes, if you scroll down, there's like a... I'm not sure if you can choose more than one. Okay. Uh, in the... It, you get like 10 options or something. Okay. 